I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Thursday, May 23, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. So there's no surprises, right? The market is doing everything we discussed that it would do. We drew out the schematic. The schematic is playing out as it's supposed to. The market is behaving as it's supposed to. So the question going forward is, How far down do we go? Do we breach these lows? Do we bounce for a few days? What's the story going forward? And we're going to discuss all that tonight. I have a laundry list of stuff, including, and this is very important, including how I identified the turnaround this afternoon. I'm not saying I traded it. I didn't. However, late in the day, around three o'clock, there was a turnaround, and I want to show you exactly how that was identified. And then I'm also going to show you an example from inside the numbers how you can make money no matter what the market is doing if you understand what you're doing. Before we get off to the races, let me pause and thank everybody for participating, making comments and posts underneath the video each and every night. Love the interaction. Love the banter back and forth. In addition, if it's worthy, but only if it's worthy, hit the thumbs up button on the video and then go ahead and share the video with anybody that you think can benefit from this information. Let's get down to business. Let's skip the obvious. The market was making a bearish wedge pattern, a bear flag pattern. We talked about it a hundred times. We'll do it one more time real quick. Here it was. And the market broke down today. We said it would break down out of this. It could go a little higher, but it was always going to break down out of that. We said that a number of times. The question is now, we're at the lows from before. We didn't quite get there, but we're close. So are we going to break them? Are we going to hold? And what I'll say is this, either they'll gap below everything tomorrow and just keep going, or They'll save the market for a few days. It's a holiday weekend. Tomorrow's Friday. They'll say the lows held and the market might rally for a couple of days. But the real rubber will meet the road if, in fact, they can actually get up even to the 50-period moving average. As you can see, the 20-period moving average right on top, which is the red trend line, is now pointed down or sloping downward, beginning to slope downward. So the trend is down. So even if we have a rally, rallies are meant to be sold when the trend is down. There are lower prices coming. You're not going to be down all the time. There's going to be rip-your-face-off rallies. We had a little rip-your-face-off rally this afternoon. We're going to talk about that in a few moments. I remind inside the numbers traders all the time, and I remind you all the time, that we're going to get large swings in both directions and the bulls never really give up the ghost that easy. Think about this for a second. Over the last few trading sessions, how many traders who were short the market were beginning to get worn out when the market was up in this area? They were beginning to get worn out. Traders give up. Traders may take a position that only has a time limitation out a week or two. We've discussed that before. So they start to get ants in the pants and they start to get an itchy trigger finger and they give up on the trade. 
That's how the market is designed. The market is designed to trick, trap, fool, and frustrate as many traders as possible as much of the time as possible. Let's go over both scenarios. Let's say the market rallies for a couple of days. What are they likely to do? You'll get some short covering. You'll get some spikes. You'll get some back and forth. It's not necessarily predictable by the minute, but you can see a couple of things that are obvious. You see a 50-period moving average above. That's obvious. It's not necessarily close by, but a short covering rally can certainly get there rapidly. There's a gap left open from yesterday's close. The market can certainly whipsaw back and forth for a few days through the holiday weekend, even into the first part of next week, but until and unless they actually get above and start closing above those moving averages, the trend is down, and that's the end of it. Now, what's the other side? What happens if they have a big gap down tomorrow, for example? Well, you have these moving averages here, and you have a pivot low down here, and it's interesting because this looks like the same pivot low that the IWM has already paid a visit to. We can hop over there for a second and check out the chart just for a point of reference. You can see how the IWM has already been there. So A, that's relative weakness. The IWM is leading the market in the southern direction. And B, that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to trade through that same pivot low on the SPY. So that pivot low can and certainly would be under normal garden variety market conditions support. It's way down there. We're just pointing out certain price zones. So now we have two price zones so far. We have the moving averages that are around 277 and we have the pivot low that comes in. Let's get the exact number. The pivot low is 272.42. So on a hard sell, we have two pretty well-defined areas. But you know what? I think we need a backup plan just in case. We always need a backup plan. And you know the reason why is because you never know which day you're going to wake up and everybody's just throwing everything out with the bathwater. You're going to have an 80, 90, 100 point down day in the S&P or worse. You know those days are coming at some point in time, whether they're coming over the next several days or not. We really don't know. But ultimately, you will see that kind of a day and you always have to have that backup plan. What's that number that if the market appears to be trading through everything, where would the emergency shoot come out? Somewhere right about there. Could be off by a dollar, could be off by a dollar and a half. But somewhere around that 270 neighborhood, you would find buyers that would come in in earnest at some point in time. It won't feel like it at the time, but they'll show up. Now, realize what I'm saying. I put that number out there but that number isn't necessarily good two weeks from now. That number is good because we're talking about a what-if scenario and a safety net if they're throwing everything out with the bathwater. But if we trade normally over the next couple of weeks, for argument's sake, back and forth, back and forth, up and down, that number doesn't hold true. We'll have new numbers because of new market situations. This number is good for a few days. Now, let's talk about something different. Let's talk about what happened at the end of the day. So nearing the end of the day, the market had a turnaround. Now that happens all the time. 
They'll pin it on some kind of a tweet or news item somewhere. It doesn't really matter. It happens all the time. It becomes a short covering rally. Buying begets buying. You have a little panic buying. But at the same time, it could be a bottom that lasts for a few days. We say that the bulls aren't going to give up the ghost that easily. You have a pivot low. This was made on the 13th. Okay, they're not going to just waltz right through that pivot low. Might gap below it tomorrow, but in one day from a gap down where we were at yesterday's close, unlikely we're going to waltz right through. I expected us to test that low today. I expected us to sell into the close today, and that's what I'm going to get into some other charts. We're going to explain the turnaround, and I'm going to explain how, although I didn't go long in the turnaround, it saved my butt because I was riding the market down in an intraday trade. Let's start all the way down at a five-minute chart, and you'll see the market took off really around what's 3.15 in the afternoon. And so in terms of the five-minute chart, you can see the low was made right at 3.05 in the afternoon, the low at 2.80.57. But nothing on this chart really tells us the market's going to turn around. In fact, this chart was bearish at the time. You have everything getting killed in terms of the major indices. The intraday trend is down. It's a bearish pattern. It looked like we were going lower, getting closer to the end of the day. You've seen this book before when the market's down real heavy all day, can't really rally at all more than a couple of points here and there. At times, those are days when they just kill them into the close. So I was kind of counting on one of those days today. And by the way, that's nothing that I'm going to put out to Inside the Numbers members at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I think the market's going to get killed into the end of the day. That was nothing more than a personal feeling from experience, willing to ride the market down, but also willing to cover the trade if something changed. That's just trading what's in front of me, nothing more, nothing less. So back to the chart for a second. Nothing on the five-minute chart signaled that the market was going to turn around. But I'm not just looking at a five-minute chart, and I'm not just looking at a 10 or anything else, as you know. I'm looking at a variety of charts. In fact, I look at a whole lot more charts than we look at here. We just don't have the time to look, nor the need to look at all the charts that I see throughout the day. So as I'm watching the market... I'm looking at different time frames. I'm looking at different looks. I'm looking at the market from a different lens each chart I go through. About a 10-minute chart. Anything on the 10-minute chart that would signal a rip-your-face-off rally? No, not really. At least nothing that I'm aware of. Nothing that I teach. How about a 15-minute chart? Well, at the time, this is what you had. You had this candle that formed here. That's at 315 so my eyebrow goes up, I saw that, and I saw something before that you're going to see in a moment also. So here's what's on my mind at the time. Remember, it's a dangerous place, but here's what's on my mind. They made a new low. What's down there? Liquidity. We just talked about that. You have traders that are looking to sell a break of the low. They break the lows. They rip the market back up. Everybody has to cover. Panic buying ensues, and there you have it. So on this chart, 
you really can't see coming the magnitude of what happened for sure, and you never know the magnitude of what's going to happen, but you need clues as to what might be transpiring because even if you're on the wrong side, what does it do? It saves you a losing trade. And better yet, in this particular case, it saves me from turning a winning trade into a losing trade. So let's move on. Let's go to another chart. Let's see what other evidence we can uncover. And here's a 30-minute chart. Now, we don't look at this all the time, but I look at this. I look at a lot of other charts, too. And there's something here that looks different than every other chart. In fact, it's more than just one thing. And any trader that's taken the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader knows what they are. And those two things put together raised my eyebrow, and I said, I'm out of here. I'm done for the day. I covered the position and watched the market rip out all the other shorts, get one in the face, rip your face off rally, call it what you want. But without a shadow of a doubt, this is taught right in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. Here it is on the hourly chart. So you can see as you run through the different charts in real time, you can see this unfolding before your eyes. 120-minute chart. Now, here's the trend line that represents the gap that was filled. So we filled a gap. We start to see a reversal on different time frames. So you can see what's going through my mind. Maybe they're not going to kill him into the close today. Maybe they're going to rally him into the holiday weekend. Now, I don't know that to be true. I don't know how they're going to open them tomorrow morning. But that was what was on my mind late this afternoon. And it doesn't mean it holds true. I'm just laying you into my mind but you have to have the full awareness of what was going on today. Everything was getting killed. The transports were getting killed. The financials were getting killed. So on a day like that, just as fast as the market turned around, they could turn it back around the other direction and still kill them into the close. We've all seen that before. Just giving you the benefit of what I saw in real time. Just in case you were wondering how Inside the Numbers members fared today, this is what they saw today. This isn't everything they saw. This is a piece of what they saw, right? So we see what happened early in the morning, and you can see even at the bottom of the page, we're looking for the big fat round number of 2,800. But we know that they can come up short or they can spike through it by a little bit. We know about the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew. These are zones where we know that buyers are likely to step in. You see the update at 1025 a.m., the SPY has a gap at 281. We just looked at that gap. So we're talking about that gap early in the morning. We're prepared for there to be buyers at that gap. We also know if they don't get a good reaction away from, in the northern direction, away from that gap, that's a problem and they're likely going to go lower. Here's what else they saw today. Stocks on the move. We had a little bit of a laundry list. The market's getting killed, but we still have support areas on every single chart there is. They're not all going to work 100% of the time, but they work a majority of the time. So two of them actually got triggered. And a day like this morning, I'm going to widen the targets a little bit. I'm going to select targets that are a little bit farther than normal, taking into an account the volatility that's taking place. So while there's nine stocks on the stocks on the move list, I knew there was no chance of nine trades out of this list today. No chance whatsoever. But I knew there was a chance for two or three. How about the important numbers for the day? 
Anybody think anything here might be helpful to traders during the trading day? You see the numbers on the board. We're all in this together. It's a pay it forward scenario. I want everybody to be successful. If everybody's successful, then everybody's happy. Let's check out Camp IWM. As you can see, it's a lot weaker, and we've already discussed this a number of times, not just today. It's a lot weaker than the rest of the markets that we look at, and it's leading in the downward direction. So there's nothing new here. It's a leading indicator. I've been talking about this since the beginning of time, and you can see that the bearish pattern that we've been discussing has essentially played out not necessarily as low as the IWM is going to go but if we're going to get a rally if we're going to get a rally for a couple of days for example or more then you'll see that we'll discuss the IWM held this double bottom low quote unquote that low comes in at 148.41 the low today is 148.58 Now, we didn't get the low. We didn't test the low. Eventually, we're going lower than that low, but it could hold for a couple of days. We really just don't know day to day, but what we do know is the trend has changed. We know when the trend changed. We discussed it at the time. We talked about what to do. It's happening. Life goes on. With all these markets, the weekly close is going to be extremely, extremely important. There are certain numbers that are important to certain charts, and we both know, the fans at home know, that certain markets are going to try and close above certain numbers. We've seen this over and over and over again. In fact, you're going to see it one more time tonight. It's not here. It's in another market, but we'll get to it when we get to it. Right now, let's see what's going on down at the transportation department. Looks more like the IWM than the other markets. So as you can see, the transports and the IWM look very similar to each other, a little bit worse than the other markets we follow. And now you know why, and you've known why if you've been here for a long time, why I use these markets as my two favorite market leading indicators, and obviously why I continue to do so. Same routine that we just discussed with the IWM. Likely, you could find support today, for example, or right below. We could rally for a couple of days, but look what's going on. You're in a downtrend. As long as you stay below, just for argument's sake, for right now, we can say 10,500 then the trend is firmly down. Let's do a hypothetical for a second. Let's say the market had a big update tomorrow and the transports whipped back around and closed above the 100 period moving average. Would that be bullish? It would be bullish maybe for the short term. Maybe they want to rally it back up to the 200 period moving average also around the 10,500 area we just mentioned. It's still the same bearish pattern, even if they did that. So we have to understand what's possible, what's probable, and what's happening, and what's likely not happening. If we walk in Tuesday morning, Monday the market's closed, if we walk in Tuesday morning, and the transports, for argument's sake, total hypothetical situation, are all the way up here, then we have something different going on. Then something has changed, and we'll have to deal with it at the time. We're aware of possibilities, we're aware of probabilities, and we're aware of the difference between the two. How about the Qs? This is in a different position than the S&P 500, but it finds itself in a very similar position and has caught up to the transports and the IWM. So you can see what's going on. Look how rapidly the Qs fall from the strongest market under the sun 
to, uh-oh, where's the bottom? We talk about this all the time. You can't shove 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. When everybody runs for the exit at the same time, not everybody can get through at the same price. How about the financials? Any surprise here? We got below the 50-period moving average, and you'll remember what we discussed. We were sandwiched in between the 20 and the 50. We were making the bearish pattern, and today was the day the market decided to fall out of bed and have a gap down. Now, does it look like a bottom has formed? Does it look like one of two things? Does it look like a bottom formed and we're going to rally from here in the XLF? Or does it look like they tried to save the market or the XLF in this case from closing below the low over here from the 15th of May? It looks to me like they tried to save the market and maybe, maybe not, but we'll see if they rally it for a few days. Either way, looks to me like they just saved the market. Similar story to the SPY, where they never just did test the lows. They came up a little bit short, bounced away from it. This is the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew. You never know exactly where things are going to stop. You never know to the penny how far they'll go. We have an idea. We have numbers. They're important. We have zones. And then we have other ways of looking at the market. And that goes back to the other charts we looked at before. We have to be able to see these things in real time. This is the one I was talking about. I couldn't wait to get to this chart, the SMH. There's a lot going on on this chart. Now, the first thing we notice is the funky trend line going from north to south or south to north, however you want to look at it. So we'll get to that in a moment. That really comes from the hourly chart. If you've been here for at least the last several sessions, then you know about that chart. But there's a couple of other things that we want to go over first before going back to the hourly chart at all. This is another case, well, this is a case of a lot of different things, but this is another case where there's something where there's actually a lot of things right out of the course from Lazy E-Mini Trader. So I'm going to let you look at this chart, and if you've taken the course, stare at this chart, study this chart, and figure out why, and I understand it's very hard at a time like this, but you could understand why this is a buy right here, right now, against today's low. Here's the qualifier. If the market gaps down tomorrow, the SMH is going with it, and this wasn't a buy against today's low. But technically speaking, and based on all the things that are taught in the course, and nothing works 100% of the time, but this stuff works a lot. You guys know that. It is what it is, and when you look at the hourly chart, look what happened today. You could look at this a lot of different ways. They were riding this trend line, and they spiked back above it. Look how many times that happened. They're flirting with the trend line, but they also ran back up to close above the big fat round number of 100. They put in a tail candle on the daily chart. They actually spiked through this low from the 8th of March, other markets haven't even got to certain lows. We're watching them come up short. This one spiked through. So this market is a good indicator of what's to come in the tech sector. But this right now is, and I hate to use this term, and you know how I hate to use this term, it's really oversold. The problem is there's no such thing as oversold because you don't know how far an oversold condition can become oversold. So it's kind of one of those... There is no such thing, but it's so oversold that you're going to get a rip-your-face-off rally out of somewhere. And then, let's harken back to the shenanigans line. 
Now, I don't know if that's ever going to come into focus or not. We keep flirting with this trend line. We put in a tail. I don't know. I'm just looking at this saying, I know they never traded up there, and this is still on the chart, and it's bothering me, and I keep bringing it up, and I keep getting questions and emails about it. And the answer is, I don't know exactly what that is. But what I do know is the market never traded there that day, and I also know it's a bunch of shenanigans. We'll see what happens over the next few days. But that's my story on the SMH. And here's the deal for anybody that's going to, and I know there'll be plenty to ask, so I'll answer it here. I am not long the SMH. I did not buy the SMH today. But I will say this, and I've said this many, many times, when it feels wrong, it's generally right. And this chart is telling me it's a buy. We'll see if the 20% of the 80-20 rule applies or if it's the 80%. We'll see. And I think that's a good place to give it a wrap. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My strategic forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.